0: Today on Casa de Confidence, discover your true north with Benjamin Ye. Welcome to Casa de Confidence,
1: a podcast for women
0: and some cool dudes
1: going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca Collins,
0: and your sidekick, handsome hot husband. That again.
1: I am a dreamer, a traveler, a missionary, and risk taker. I'm a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, we are a supporter of people and their dreams. If you're someone to the CASA for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, we're so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home.
0: Oh, my Julie! We are so excited to welcome Benjamin Ye to the podcast this week. Oh, you
1: know Ben is one of my special friends from spi pro yeah i I love him. He invited me to a mastermind. It is the vanilla mastermind, and I am having such a great time being supported by another Group of individuals who are smart, funny, insightful, and really supportive. We all need a group of people behind us to support us, cheer us on. And this is why I love SPI community. And I also love my vanilla
0: peeps. It's cool. Plus, I fanboy out. You guys get to talk to Pat Flynn.
1: Well, I mean, he is part of his community and we get to ask him
0: questions. Of course.
1: So. And he, he definitely has created a wonderful community. I really want to follow on his footsteps, which, by the way,
0: I think you can say it now. A couple of weeks ago, Julie teased a big announcement. Mm-hmm. And yes, well,
1: I'm going to be on Pat Flynn's podcast
0: on Thursday, May the 5th.
1: Cinco de bio.
0: Cinco de bio.
1: The Mayo, (laughs) M-A-Y-O. That is Spanish for May.
0: I know. I thought I heard Mayo. Seriously, uh, Mayo, Mayo. So this Thursday, Mm -hmm. which podcast?
1: The Ask Pat.
0: Ask Pat.
1: I got to ask him something.
0: Oh, that's (laughs) awesome. So Julie's going to be on Pat Flynn's podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's how Julie has met Benjamin Yeh.
1: From the SPI Pro community.
0: Speaking of podcasts. Yes. We were listening to Benjamin's podcast this weekend in the car.
1: Well, I've listened to it before, but. Well, I had
0: not. And you Mm -hmm. introduced me to it and it was great.
1: I love it. He, okay. He has three core values and, you know, I have core values for my business and my personal life as well, Mm -hmm. but his three core values are to inspire love. An impact for me. Um, I really do feel every time I listen to his show that there is so much inspiration. You can feel the care that he has for people. And even when we have our mastermind group together, he is a very loving listener. He is very kind and giving feedback and he is creating an impact in this world. So I love everything about that.
0: His podcast is called Boom Vision. Mm-hmm. So it's it was interesting. Very good stuff.
1: You know, there there's one particular episode um, that I was listening to, and I'm going to have to ask Ben. Ben, I'm going to ask you about this. One of your guests actually talked about trauma with a little T and trauma with a big T and mm. how it is programmed in our DNA. Wow. Well. I mean, I'm saying it probably in a very terrible way because, (laughs) (laughs) okay, maybe I should read the description. But ultimately, I'm just so, you know, there's a way that things work out, right? I have been reading, and this is where my first journey began. I, I realized that I needed to do some personal work and some minutia that keeps coming up. And I'm going to be full disclosure here. I think that my weight gain is the result of some unprocessed emotions. Hmm. And the more that I keep processing some of these emotions, the more I find that it's deeper than just, you know, unresolved anger or fear or, you know, fill in the blank, right? Um, and I think that with the pandemic, a lot of everything that we went through and we went through as a universe, as a people, as citizens of the world, um, has sort of stirred up the sediment of the life pot where mm. we had like this residue in the very bottom of our the
0: life pot. Yeah, the life pot, right? There were like I just
1: up? made that up. I'm oh, wow. pretty brilliant. Yeah. I know. So there's this pot. That we go through life in our life. It's kind of, okay. Ooh, I'm gonna tell you. You're expanding on this. I am expanding thing. on this. Oh, it's just so,
0: creation as we speak.
1: So I don't know if you remember there's a book, it's I believe a children's book, and it's called Um Stone
0: Soup. Uh no, I don't know. And I basically,
1: know you know, you have this pot and everything, like all the animals contribute like stones to make the soup. I'm into explaining it very poorly. It's been a long time since I was a kindergarten teacher. But anyhow, so, but in your life, your life is sort of like a big, I don't want to say cauldron, but that's the only imagery I'm getting in my brain. Like this big cauldron or pot that you, every experience goes into the pot, mm. all the good, all the bad, and it cooks up and it is up to you to season it and make it palatable. pal, what's the word?
0: palatable
1: thank you <laughs> that's why i keep you anyway your, tr-
0: your translator today is dan
1: collins <laughs> so but we we all add all these ingredients and you know sometimes we are in charge right of creating the right flavor and even though maybe some of the ingredients we put in there were not very high quality. We have the ability to, by the care that we take and how we create this, making it better. But again, I think that for me, there was like sediment of old minutiae. And as the, the pandemic threw more water and stuff into my pot, it kind of brought that up. Hmm. and
0: it's it's like when you scrape the bottom of the pot mm-hmm. and you get, bring up the old flavors
1: and the stuff that was burnt in the bottom of the, the pot stuff that was
0: burnt in the bottom, like the chef boyardee that you're oh my god really you're taking it to the it next ruins, level Daniel. it ruins your your bolognese sauce that you're trying to create
1: from chef boyardee
0: right it's it's changing the taste yeah and it, it's, it's it's you know what But the thing is, do you consider it ruined or you just work with what you got? You can
1: continue to work with what you've got. It's kind of like, you know, when we made that chili and so we made this chili. I don't even know when this was, but this is like a very momentous moment in our marriage. I usually am the one who makes the chili in this house, but Dan decided that he was going to make it. And he added-
0: I I made it correctly.
1: No. He added, (laughs) first of all, it was like chipotle.
0: Oh, that one. That one.
1: Yeah. He added this like chipotle, I'm going to burn your tongue off.
0: Yeah, I did. And
1: it was so freaking smoky.
0: I I didn't mean it. And then he
1: decides, I mean, you know, and I like spicy. I'm a spicy kind of girl, but- you then decide that to even out the flavor. And this is where the scientist in him is coming out. He's going to add, like, sugar.
0: Well, the sugar kills the spice.
1: But you, let me tell you, a it lot of killed people, something else in there.
0: Well, a lot of people like a sweet chili. I just didn't mm, do no it. No, thank you. I did, didn't do it correctly. You uh, know, in, in chili, it's, it's a very, you know, personal thing. So. Yeah. It's,
1: I'm not going to yuck your yum because, honestly, you liked it, enjoyed it, and whatever. I just think that if I were a judge in a chili contest, you probably wouldn't have been in my top five. That's all.
0: Well, first of all, if you go to the heart of the matter, real mm-hmm. chili doesn't have beans in it. Listen. It's just me.
1: I've got Latin American in me. I'm going to put beans on a lot of stuff in not your just life. Saying. I'm just saying. I know. I know.
0: Uh, but uh, I apologize to all the uh, vegetarians or, or vegans out there. Okay. Well, I didn't want to offend anyone.
1: Oh, my gosh. You know, sometimes you don't offend people. That's what they choose to think on what you're saying. That no. it's offending them. It's not what you're saying.
0: Is that my pleaser side? I took that test. Oh, did. yeah, you took the test. Okay, so, the, so in case you don't me, know. Me not wanting to, like, offend anybody? Yeah,
1: in case you don't know, I am taking the Positive Intelligence Coaching Certification Program, and it's a and six-week I'm- program.
0: Did uh did you test did you test for any intelligence positively?
1: I have lots of positive intelligence,
0: that's for <laughs> sure. But It wasn't a negative test.
1: Oh my goodness, Dan. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> I'm Jackass. So sorry. Wow. Oh excuse you know me. What, Hold on. I love you.
1: We have a lot to talk about <laughs> before we get to bed.
0: <laughs> We're already 17 minutes in.
1: I know, but I have a story to tell.
0: I think. That's what the timer says, but so, am, okay, am wait wrong? a minute.
1: Let's go back to the positive intelligence. Okay, good. Positive intelligence is you have a judge who sabotages you, and mm. the judge in you is going to speak differently, but you also have additional saboteurs. So, the test that Dan is referring to is a test that tells you who are your saboteurs. So, Dan's saboteur is the pleaser. Mm hmm. Which, you know, I, I was not surprised, honestly. Pleaser. Now, here's where I know that.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus, Dan, I wasn't thinking like that. Okay. But for me, my biggest saboteur, and it's funny because, so I have, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine six, seven, eight, nine. Nine saboteurs,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: So the top, the nine The first two are tied for number one place. The following three are tied for second place. So apparently I'm nothing but consistent. So what do you think my, my, do you remember what my saboteur is?
0: Um, No. I don't
1: remember. Okay, I'm going to give it to you.
0: I know what they are, but I just don't remember their names. It
1: tied for number one is the stickler and the hyperachiever.
0: Oh, that's right. Did you name them?
1: Did I name them? No, that's what they name them. Oh, okay. That's that's what it's part of this program. Well, you so. should
0: name and give them real names.
1: Okay, so I'm going to. Yes, I'm actually supposed to name my judge and create a name for my judge. Anyhow, but look, so I am a stickler and a hyperachiever. Mm-hmm. And then tied for number two, there's three of them, the restless, the controller, and the avoider. So I like to control things while I avoid them, but also while I like am restless about moving on to the next thing.
0: (laughs) This actually, this test is spot on for you. It is. I'm a little taken aback and it's a little contradictory. That with your personality, that there's a tie for first place
1: between the stickler and the hyperachiever.
0: Yeah, because you're so competitive, doesn't somebody have to win?
1: Well, that's that's <laughs> part of the hyperachiever.
0: Sorry, and, I and guess by the way, that, and and
1: and okay, do you know what my last, what came into in last place?
0: What was last place? Pleaser, and I guess the pleaser was not in it to win it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no and here's the thing
0: that's a bit it's, it's for people not in on that joke it's a big yeah. julia uh,
1: it's a ism. big juliaism a mm-hmm. minute to win it but here's the thing for me like i love people and i love to care for people and serve them but i'm certainly not here to please them
0: yeah that's true
1: yeah don't you think that agree anyway you know what though what
0: you do a good job pleasing people anyway
1: I know it pleased you, that's for sure, Daniel Collins. Oh my
0: Collins. God, you're so, you You started it. No, what are you talking <laughs> about? We're on a podcast here. This is a and, civil show.
1: Yeah, but this is our podcast, and we're allowed to talk about that. Anyhow, well. but back to the story, because I think that the guests, the listeners, <laughs> the listeners, um, will get a kick out of this. Okay. So do you want to tell it, or should I?
0: I'm not sure where you're going. I don't remember.
1: Oh, of course he doesn't remember, because it wasn't a traumatic experience for him, like it was for me. So Friday night we went to an event at the Hillstead Museum.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh yes!
1: Oh my God, really? You had to laugh that much? I
0: had to. No,
1: you're you're rising the expectations of the listeners. So we went to this. It's a fundraising event. Our friend got tickets sometime back, and um, fine. It is it the theme of a 1920s attire. Mm-hmm. And the last big event that we went to prior to the pandemic was a 1920s attire. And I happened to have a 1920s flapper costume, but I didn't wear that. I wore a different dress and it's a dress that I've had for a long time. And I love this dress. Mm-hmm. It is one of those timeless black dresses that you can dress up, but it was a dressy dress it was a cocktail attire dress. Anyhow. Dan helped me slip into the dress and he sipped it up for me. And then I have this uh, shawl thing above, schmata thing that has fringe and it added kind of the flair of the 1920s. Um, Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. Anyhow, we get to the museum and it's a little chilly again, still in New England, even though we're in May or April 30th or whatever date was um and it was chilly and i'm like oh maybe i need a coat no i don't need a coat it's fine and i'm walking and there's people coming out of their cars all dressed up in their best 1920s um you know bugsy seagull type of attire and what are you looking at me
0: for bugsy bugsy seagull
1: i don't know isn't he like a 1920s gangster
0: yes yeah wow that's very good you're welcome not Anyhow. 20s though Okay. He's a little
1: later. Okay, fine, whatever. But you get the gist. Okay. And I was so excited because I, you know, thought I thought it looked cute. But I'm like, my goodness, this is really cold. And then I noticed that my little purse that I had flipped under my arm, it's a clutch, was kind of stuck to my thing, to my
0: her clutch. It had metal rings on it. It kept getting stuck to her little, what'd you call it? Shaw
1: The shawl a schmata. The shawl, <laughs> shmata uh you know like like it, it's sort of like
0: a so ugh, anyway what's what happened julie
1: well when i went to pull my purse away i looked down and then all of a sudden like the zipper on the side
0: of the dress <laughs> it was the side zip dress and it was it was like split open
1: split open and really this this dress is not tight on me but all of a sudden the, the zipper had given up after 20 years because this is a you 20 year old dress
0: that dress owes you nothing
1: but I have to say, like, first of all, my inclination was to put a little Spanx on and uh, black Spanx, which would have solved the problem because nobody would have known that there was like a big opening gap.
0: So we we walk up and I'm standing on the side of the open side of the dress and we meet our friends. There's two couples there and I and I go in. I'm like, ladies, Julie needs your assistance.
1: I'm having a and wardrobe malfunction.
0: They go out, they Get to Julie and they disappear to the bathroom and they come out with a safety pin and
1: that is tinier it than didn't anything else. Actually
0: do much. So so as everyone's milling about getting wine and their little Drinks hors d'oeuvres and, and, and other beverages, uh me and Julie disappear into we found the family bathroom. God
1: bless the family bathroom where more than like a male where a male and female can go in and help. Her wife fixed the dress. so And Dan sort of fixed it, but.
0: I, I fixed it enough for her to make it through the night.
1: Well, but I still had to hold my clutch close to my side and not move. So yes. I walked around.
0: And I hung by her side just in case.
1: Yeah. And, and then, by the way, I do have to say, we did get some dirty stairs coming out of the bathroom because people watched <laughs> watch us go in together and saw us spend a lot of time in there. And then we came out like as nothing had happened, and nothing had happened because he did not zip up the dress.
0: Anyway, anyway. Julie's night, and she had a great time. I had a great time, and it was a lot of fun watching Julie dress with her split open dress. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. So moral of the story is get your money's worth out of a 20 20-year-old 20, uh, 20 dress, mm-hmm. and you know what? The night is what you make it. I could have chosen to be mortified, but I figured it's only the human body. If you're going to see my side boob, it's on you. Congratulations. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think we should move on now.
1: All right. Well, without further ado, my friend and the incredible host of the Boom Vision podcast, um, Ben Ye, He is helping you spark your inner and outer breakthroughs so that you can create a spectacular life with vision that you design. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of the Casa the Confidence podcast. I have a treat for you. I have a fellow podcaster, someone who I met through Pat Flynn's community. And Ben, thank you for coming to the podcast. We made it. We made it happen. Please take a minute to introduce yourself to the audience, please.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Julie, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, My name is Benjamin Ye, and I am a business and transformation coach. And kind of what you shared, you know, I'm really glad that we connected through the SPI Pro community. Um, And for me, it's you know, I my intention for today is really to help add value to what people are going on in their lives in terms of what will inspire them to help them progress in their journey and their growth.
1: Journey and growth is something that we hear a lot about, but Mm -hmm. ultimately, we. We have to have some very good tools or luggage to bring with us in a journey. Tell me a little bit about what have been some things that have been formative for you to get you to where you are right now in life and with the things that you do. Because I love that you are helping other entrepreneurs and professionals and we need, everybody needs a coach, honestly, but what has taken you here and, and what led you to what you're doing?
2: That's a great question Julie. I would say through the various pivots of my career is what you know inspired me to take this new path, this third I would call this third chapter of my career. Mm. And so if I if I kind of start from a little bit from the beginning i was born in taiwan i came to the states when i was three and i initially grew up in l.a in los angeles and um early on you know i went to bay area at berkeley for undergrad um and then shortly after that i actually went to the east coast in new york uh, at cornell for grad school and got my real estate masters and so my uh, first chapter uh, in my career was a hospitality real estate consultant. Wow. So I essentially lived out of a suitcase for you know for about a good four years of my life. Um, and and that was interesting because you know as a consultant when you're 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 hired to solve an immediate problem and they're really helping you build up that skill set to be able to identify. What is the root cause of a problem, and how do you find a solution for your client, right? And um, you know, there, there were days I remember in consulting days where you you don't even know which time zone you're in, right? Mm, <laughs> if anyone, yep. you know, you're essentially <laughs> on call, and you'd be you know, flying from. I remember this one project actually that um, I had to hit. I think it was nine cities in three states within three days. Wow. And it was, it was a, it was a food and beverage consulting engagement where we had to be like a, um, we had to give an assessment on how are some of the, um, restaurant chains performing. And then, so we, they hired us to do a report, but it was more of, you know, like a mystery shopper. Right. And so mm-hmm. I had to go into these restaurants, taste the food, see the consistency, but I didn't even know which restaurant it was until I you oh, it's a pizza chain. And it wasn't until halfway through, I was, you know, every day we would, you know, check in and and do our daily reports to my supervisor. But on the first day I was telling her like, you know, it'd be kind of nice to know I was eating pizza because I'm actually lactose intolerant.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And luckily, you know, they had this, uh, there's this pill that I think is called lactate, right? Right, They can pop in, which helped and saved me, but you know, anyway, so that was a little fun story back then. But yeah, I mean, back then as a consultant, it was a really interesting journey. But it was good to, as a, I would say, at a starting ground, just to, you know, sort of build your skill set, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of sort of like drinking out of a fire hose, so to speak.
1: Yeah.
2: And, um, and then I remembered uh, vividly, it was uh, the day before Christmas, I got called in and I had this like feeling like, okay, I think... Because this was back in two thousand eight, end of mm-hmm. two thousand eight, when the, you know, the financial crisis happened, yeah. and and I and I got laid off, mm. and and I remember, oof, that, that was a bit of a, it was a bit of a burn for several reasons. One, you know, it came a bit unexpected, but I just had that gut feeling going into the office that morning because mm. who, who who calls a meeting without any prep or
1: right, right. <laughs> knowing
2: the agenda, right? And Interesting. so. It was it was interesting, and then. But secondly, you know, long story short, I that uh, at the time that company was helping me apply, I had an H one B, and I was applying for my green card. Mm -hmm. And then, being in that visa situation, you know, if you uh, you have like I think either thirty or sixty days to find new employment, right? Otherwise, you would have to leave the country.
1: Leave the country
2: and. And for me, English was my first language, right? And so I, I had to figure out an option. Oh, no, I had, no. And this, and and back then, I mean, that was one of the worst recessions we had to go through yeah. for a period of time. And so I, I did have an opportunity to work for a different consulting firm, but then it would be in Phoenix. I've always wanted to be back in LA ever since, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going to different states. And so um, long story short, I had a really... Amazing opportunity um that uh through my uncle's relationship, um I was able to uh interview and work for the founders of Penn Express. Oh. Yeah. And so so that was my I would say that's my second chapter that's is your when I worked. Chapter? Okay. Yeah, when I worked for Andrew and Peggy Churn. Um, you know, their, their support center, their headquarters called a support Mm -hmm. center because they're really there to support the operations. Mm -hmm. And that was located here in in the, um, LA County. And, you know, because of my consulting background, the real estate background, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a good fit to help add value to their operations was in their family office. Mm -hmm. So all the money they made in the restaurant group, um, we would, invest that capital in buying into real estate and investing into alternative, you know, other companies and whatnot. And so because I've underwritten all different types of real estate asset classes, um, that was probably the best fit given my skill set. And yeah.
1: yeah. No, you know, know, I, I, I love second chapters Mm. that give you further tools to get to the next chapter, to get to, the the last chapter that you're currently in and you're you're really working with a lot of different people and one thing that really um impacted me when i first saw your website is that you asked the question um you know something to the effect of feeling empty inside Mm. is that something that at one point maybe going through chapter one and chapter two you were feeling, or experienced, or saw in other people, and and some of the, your other peers.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I the what I reference actually happened in the middle of my second chapter, and and it wasn't until I started this journey I realized that this resonated with um, even old friends I haven't spoken to in over twenty years and whatnot. And so the specific story behind that was halfway through. You know, I was there working at um, the family office for about seven years, mm-hmm. and then halfway through, I actually met my wife. You know, at, at Panda, right? So we're a Panda couple, right? Okay. And, <laughs> and I remember, you know, back then, you know, we had blackberries, right? And when you're when you're on, and when we got married, and oh, you're dating yourself child, now. <laughs> <laughs> right? We got married. Well, I was in a family office. She was in the HR department. So, technically, different companies, but under the same roof. Right? Yeah, but you're
1: dating yourself by saying Blackberry.
2: Oh, Blackberry. Yeah. Because, <laughs> right. you know, the
1: people who only have iPhones and that was the only thing they knew.
2: <laughs> right. Now that's how right. we out
1: ourselves when we talk about the Blackberries.
2: Yeah. I, I or mean, I was a flip I was phone old for that school. matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, back then we had a hard keyboard, right? I was very yep. used to that. And so it was weird to transition over to the iPhone. But um, but what happened was I was in maternity leave and so I was forced to turn off my backberry. Emails mm-hmm. were not were not coming inbound, which was a, a new phenomenon for me, right? <laughs> Given the capacity I was before. And so, you know, during that time where, you know, we were I, I remember one of the um evenings we were sleeping next to my wife and and it was like, you know, maybe a couple of weeks after our son was born, I, I had this vision. And the vision I had was, my, you know, I was in the front of the house with my wife and we had, I think, two kids at a time. They're playing in the front yard. And back then we were living in an apartment. So it was, it was like a vision of the future. And, and on as it was playing out on the surface, it looked like everyone was very happy. Right. the kids were playing and, mm-hmm. and and running around and it looked it looked joyful but what was very odd was as i'm seeing this sort of like movie trailer play out on the inside and in a feeling i was feeling empty and, mm-hmm. and i didn't understand why it's like wait i thought this is what i'm aspiring to right why am i feeling empty and it was such a weird dream because what I'm visualizing versus what I'm feeling did not correlate mm. and and it wasn't until after I woke up from that dream and that seeing that vision and I was just sitting with it I was like it dawned on me that okay maybe the path that I've created thus far in the second chapter wasn't necessarily a path that my soul was yearning to create
1: uh. I love this. I love that you're saying this because I typically, you know, work with women. I tip, and I have some male clients, but, and I, and and the women that I work with typically work for women. And this concept of, oh, living in my purpose or going after my dreams or having that fulfillment tends to be something that I don't want to generalize, but I don't hear a lot of guys talking about And this is something that when I, when I read your story and saw that, um, you, you know, you, you were in this, I'm supposed to be feeling great because this is what I wanted. Right. And then all of a sudden there's a piece missing happiness and fulfillment were missing um, I, I, I love that you're talking about this because I think that we need to open the conversation that this is not an exclusive feeling to males or females.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and it was it wasn't until a few years after having that vision that I really acted on it. But I knew at that moment it, it dawned on me that okay, maybe I'm not meant to be a panda lifer. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's people that have built the careers there and has been with them for decades. But I realized then and there that, you know, in the, in the role that I was in as an investment officer. I mean if I wanted to build a career as an investment officer there's absolutely no better place to be at hands right. down right I mean they were great principals to work for they had a great heart great mm-hmm. culture but as an investment officer you know your 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 career and your life essentially is measured by a number which is IRR right <laughs> internal rate of return and mm-hmm. but something was telling me and it just felt that in terms of where I felt my sole purpose was I wanted my life to be more meaningful than just a number. So and, good. Yeah, it wasn't until a few years of really understanding and sitting within, really feeling what then, then what's the next step. And once I mm-hmm. got a little bit more clarity of, okay, I really need to sort of get outside of that comfort zone to discover mm-hmm. what that is. Yeah, and and so I went through my own journey of okay, taking that leap of faith without having a parachute behind me, and just figuring it along the way as I as I'm jumping off the plane. Right? Yeah,
1: and, and, and that's so so scary for many of us, and I think that yeah. you know I I would imagine that with you working with individuals who are in a career and they're not sure what's next, mm-hmm. the fact that you you have been in those shoes.
0: Mm-hmm. Gives mm-hmm. you
1: a, a, an important um, place and an ability to empathize and also guide.
2: Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, it, it because the roller coaster of emotions and the different stages that I went through at some point for anyone that has felt stuck, if they felt mm. that, you know, the, the best way I can articulate it is that depending on your <sighs> background, your culture, your influences as a childhood. And, you know, I I, I think when I reflect back, I was living and following this path that was sort of designed by others. It wasn't Mm -hmm. really designed by myself. And it wasn't until I had that awareness. And then what comes after that awareness is the um, confidence and willingness to take that first step for myself and okay what does a path would I want to create and explore and to and to experience that that's when you know what what I would call you're changing and shifting your inner breakthroughs to outer breakthroughs
1: Mm -hmm. I think that many Mm -hmm. people live in that too that the path is sort of, there's there's a path that, and expectations that we take on for ourselves, right? The expectation of what other people we should be doing or need to be doing because that's what has been pre-prescribed for us. And I think that when we want to kind of step away from that, we then um, question whether or not we can because... We're afraid of disappointing others. Is that something that really came into play for you?
2: Yes. So so you're so let me see if I can repeat that. You're saying that did the expectations of others play yeah, a role? Yeah, so the
1: expectations of others. And you 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 talked about having this path laid yeah. out for you. And in did you feel you were if, if you shifted to doing something different from that path or continuing to be a panda lifer? Do you feel that you you were you afraid you were going to be disappointing others if you didn't continue in this path?
2: The thought definitely came across my mind multiple times, and and but it, it got to the point in my life where you know there's certain life events that happen that really gives you pause in asking the question, "What is the priorities of my life?" Right, mm-hmm. and and I would say some of those life experiences is. If there's a, if someone in your family passed away, if, um, you know, for me, it was, it was having my first child. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm a father now. Holy God, cow. That's monumental. <laughs> what do I do with this? There's no, you know there's, you know, there's no simple instruction books you can just follow in steps on how to be a great dad. Right. What? And you just kind of have to they learn They don't along give the way. you a handbook? <laughs> right. <laughs> And I thought
1: they did. I thought they handed you one at the hospital and say, "Look, here it is."
2: Yeah, here's the ten steps. Just follow this and steps. you're good. <laughs> if only life was that simple, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and um, and and it was one of those things where, wow, okay, I have I have this new responsibility of of being able to support my family, and and it gets to the point where, okay. For me, what gave me the, the confidence to make that switch at the timing that I did was, you know, if I if I got my if I got in a situation where I got too comfortable or you know, my kids are grow, are grown up and and shifting and moving or or any any life changes would really disrupt kind of their life. I would then feel I'm more stuck because there's, I would feel that there's more to lose.
1: Mm.
2: Right. And, you know, one of the things uh, about timing is sometimes you just have to just take that leap of faith. And and honestly, that leap of faith is a construct that you've manufactured in your mind. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, and that's where, you know, one, one of the things I'm really, thankful and grateful for when I worked for Andrew and Peggy is that they're very big on self-development. Mm. And and really the, and through the courses we've taken, through the books we've read, it, it really started my spiritual growth journey, right? You know, we we've, mm-hmm. we've taken several of Tony Robbins seminars, we've taken Landmark Education, you know, and they're very big on just personal development. Mm-hmm. And when I've gone through that it's having that awareness of yourself, you know, where are your own current blind spots? And when I apply that to my life, I was like, you know, I just, a lot of that kind of concept of leap of faith, well, what if it's just a jump of faith? Mm. It doesn't seem as scary anymore, right? Yeah. And what if you really think about it further and break it down in terms of you just take these daily steps, or if you really take, you know, if there's an if there's a vision, there's a destination, there's an action course... Then it's really just a step of faith. You just yeah. have to take that first step.
1: Mm. And
2: when I break it down to that bite size, then mm-hmm. it doesn't seem as scary anymore.
1: Yeah, right? I love this this whole idea. There's actually um, it's it's on my Instagram. There's a story I tell in an Instagram video, and I tell the story of this ropes course that I did, and how. You know, you, you, you look at it and you climb up this pool, you get to the top and then you leap onto a trapeze and hopefully you make it right. Mm-hmm. But I, I describe my experience with that. And I have to tell you that that particular physical activity has been, uh, um, an experience that I then translate to the things that I do in my life. Mm. And how I broke, I, I have to break it down into what is my next best step? Right. What is the next? Because I think that all of us can be so intimidated by taking a leap into something. And by deciding, you know, very similar to you, I, I was laid off um, in the pandemic. Uh, not, you know, you weren't laid off the pandemic, but I was. But I also, I, uh, our COO called me. And he was very, because they had just had the conversation with him and that they need when the company was looking to separate, um, mm-hmm. because, and, and of course, you know, I, I was th- the COO, the CEO had called him, the COO was gone. And then I thought, huh, do they need another C-level executive on board? Cause I don't think they do. And, and I thought I'm next. I knew it. And. I I and and when the phone rang, I immediately knew what he was calling, and it was the kind of thing where I knew that now I was jumping out of the plane, and but I knew exactly that I was going to be okay. I knew exactly that I was. I knew that I was now going to follow follow that purpose and follow the -hmm. things that I've been wanting to do that I feel so passionate about. But I was I, I was so afraid for so many different reasons to take the leap into doing.
2: Mm-hmm. I can definitely relate. Yeah. <laughs> I really um,
1: can. You know, you yeah. you use a term in on your website. Yeah, that I I I have a t shirt <laughs> that I've held on to for way too long.
0: Mm. It's
1: a t shirt that says "True North Never Changes," mm. and so you you know you talk about the concept of True North. And um, I, I want to hear, how did you, you know, uh, how, how did you adopt this concept and, you know, talk a little bit about what true north is and how can we stride to find that true north for ourselves?
2: Great question. You know, the the word true north for me is when you're... On a path that resonates with your soul, and also really activates that inner joy in you,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's it's a it's a it's a discovery process. It's a it's an inner work discovery to truly understand which. Path you're meant to be on because, and, and and I'm very particular with words. So when I, you know, when, I didn't realize this actually because if you think about my first two chapters of my career, I was 100 percent left brain, 100 percent mm. logic based. I was 100 seen as believing. Right. Um, if you want to do a cost benefit analysis or SWOT analysis, I was your guy. Right. <laughs> and and I and it wasn't until the self-development journey and the spiritual journey i realized wow there's this i, I didn't realize how much of an empath i was mm. and and this is sort of a side story but you know just show how crazy it, it was for me and, and, and not knowing this but when my wife was pregnant with our son so before he was born i remember i just for some reason it just you know for for some folks when they're pregnant they might have certain food cravings or some of their their senses are more heightened. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that also meant for the husband either. Oh,
1: <laughs> tell me about it.
2: Yeah, no, for for me, I just I was just more I was able to absorb the energy in my surrounding, mm-hmm. which I never knew I was that sensitive of. So an example would be like at work I had this coworker Janet, which I didn't know until later on the day that she was going through this headache. And the only reason why I knew is because I felt the headache. I was, you know, where we were working in, in our in our cubicles, I, I had this throbbing headache where it was just like this pressure point on my right temple. But then this piercing, you know, feeling of like someone's like jabbing a needle in my left back part of my brain. It was very specific on this pain of this headache and I didn't know what it was. And so... I remember just walking out and just taking a restroom break. And once I walked out of area, it's like went away. What? What is this? And then, and then after I came back from the restroom, back into on sat on my desk, like it came back again. What is this, right? And I looked over and I noticed Janet was quieter than usual. And I was like, Janet, are you feeling this? You know, throbbing headache mm-hmm. on the, and on this temple and that. And she's like, That's exactly what I'm feeling. I was like, Janet, yeah, get it out i said yeah go home i don't even know how you're operating but i don't you can't i don't know how to explain it i'm feeling it and i just can't i I can't deal with this right
1: it's amazing
2: and she's like okay she she packed up and she you know went my home are you okay to drive first like yes okay why don't you go back and once you left the area it's like i was fine i was like that was just so bizarre and then Mm. i think it was maybe a couple weeks after that you know, I was. um, My wife was more prone to motion sickness when she was pregnant.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, sitting in a car, and especially if it's like stop and go traffic, really just made her feel nauseous. Right. And, but we were going to dinner, and on our way, she was saying, Oh man, I, I mean, part of her stomach just feels this sharp pain and just wasn't feeling comfortable. And so, I was on the driver's seat, and so I, so I put my, arm on her i was like are you no are you okay but right when i touched her arm it's like ow like i felt the pain on my wow whatever he was describing i was like oh my god are you still be are are you able to still go to dinner with this he's like not and i was like i had to let go of the hand because i just didn't know i was just so sensitive but it was just something about during that pregnancy just heightened that sense of and that's when i realized wow i didn't know how much of an impact that was
1: that's amazing. You know, I think that there we have so many untapped gifts and so much potential that we. Um, I actually was doing a room in Clubhouse earlier on um, tiny habits for DNA health. Mm. <laughs> and it was a very, but one of the things that we were talking about is how there's so many different things in our senses, in our body, in our physical beings that. Um, we don't pay attention to because it becomes part of the white noise mm. in our life, mm. right? There's so many different things that we do that it's just white noise. It's just in the background because we're so conditioned to live in, in this automatic mode mm. and automation. And yet, if we can just stop for a minute and be more. And I think that with the life growing inside of your wife, you know, you were really connected to her and really Allowing yourself to be open to other experiences. At least that's yeah. my theory on it.
2: Yeah, no, hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and for me, you know, the reason why I'm sharing this story is that I became more aware of just this word energy. Mm. And I and I and and then further I went down that rabbit hole, I realized few things. One is that money is just energy. Yep. Right. And, and, and so I saw money very differently when I realized that it's it's just energy. Mm -hmm. I, and I also really, when I, when I think about how I form my coaching practice and how I help people, it's like, you know, what I share with them is the language you use, the words you use behind your intention, behind your language has energy, different words have different energy. And, and so I, I really am able to just pick up on when I just hear a conversation, does your language you use, which gives me an indication of your belief system as well as mm-hmm. your limiting beliefs, is that in alignment with where you're saying you want to go?
1: Wow. Because that's so beautiful.
2: Because if it's not in alignment and you're realizing, how come it's, it just feels like I'm always taking six steps forward, but five steps back? I'm always being mm-hmm. pushed back. Why am I? I'd rather just take one step of energy into one step on the right path. And not have to, you know, always constantly this push back, push back, right? And and when I reflect back on all the different obstacles that were put in front of me, it was, huh, maybe it was because it wasn't in alignment with my soul really wants to be on. Right. And it was just, you know, sort of the universe giving me these indications of, you're probably veering off course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you course correct? And the question is, do you, are you able to listen to those subtle hints? Right. And,
1: and at times we're not, you know, I, the call before you is, um, someone who is in Spain and we connected because again, I'm a tiny habits coach and she wanted to connect and ask a couple of different questions. And as we began talking, She lives in the part of Spain that the Camino de Santiago goes through. And I don't know if you've heard of it, but this is a pilgrimage. And my listeners have helped me talk too much about it. Mm. But it's a pilgrimage. It's a 749-kilometer pilgrimage through Spain. And you, well, there's different routes too, but the main route is in Spain. And I've done this. And you typically walk anywhere between 10 to 20 kilometers per day between towns. And you follow the route. And one of the things that I learned, and that is such a big example that I've taken into my daily life, too, they are these markers. They Mm -hmm. are these signs that if we are too busy, you know, doing or talking or not looking to where we're going, we can miss. And, you know, in the age of GPS, in the age of you, you name it, right? You you are following very uh, a route that has been happening for over thousands of years, and you have to really be able to um, see the, the markers. And the other thing, too, is, and you're going to veer off your path. Now, if you veer off the path, you can come back. You can find the road again. But then you may miss something that you wanted to really experience, or you may miss something that was uh, going to be monumental, or you're going to have to backtrack. Right? So right. I think that that's that's a big lesson for life. You have a podcast, Ben. The mm-hmm. podcast is, is something that I I you know I love talking to fellow podcasters, like I said, <laughs> and it's called the Boom Vision Podcast. What inspired you to start that?
2: What inspired me to start Boom Vision? Is I wish this language existed ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I wish my thirty-year-old self—I mean, I'm forty-two now—but my I wish my thirty-year-old self, when I started, just began my my second chapter of my career. Mm-hmm. I wish this language existed so that someone like me can understand to get my bearings straight and really understanding what really guides me and where's my true north Mm. and so what's what you know what inspired me to create boom vision is that through just my own personal career and in at work through self development in my own spiritual journey i realized that you know a a lot of things start with the mindset right you know i'm i'm very big um advocate of having a balanced mind body and soul. Mm. What's really interesting with mind body and soul is usually when people hear those three words, usually the first word association is yoga.
1: Yes. Right.
2: True. Which is which is a great way as a a um, exercise, but also breathing exercises to really help you calibrate your mind, body, and soul. It's not the only way, but it's it's a it's a really widely adopted way. Mm-hmm. When people think of mind, body, and soul. But for me, it's like, well, if it starts with a mindset and what I call about, you know, it's like going into your mental gym. What are the yeah. exercises mm-hmm. you do in your mental gym? And you know, my my conclusion was, well, it, it really boils down to three things. And these are three core pillars I share is that it starts with your imagination, your voice, and your intuition.
1: Mm. Your
2: imagination, your voice, intuition. Now, What is that? What does that mean? Imagination is what you see mentally. Voice yeah. or inner voice is what you hear mentally. Your intuition is what you feel
0: mentally mm. on the inside,
2: right? What you see, what you hear, what you feel that impacts the thoughts that are going through your mind, yeah. the questions you're going to ask yourself, the actions you're going to take or not take. Mm-hmm. And if you can actually exercise and strengthen your imagination, your voice and intuition, then imagine the, the world and reality where you can then create these, what I call outer breakthroughs, because you're going to start asking different questions, you're going to have, start getting different answers and you're going to profoundly change the trajectory of your life.
1: That's amazing. I love everything that you're saying. You know, I have a friend that, that you should connect with. Um, he is amazing. And as are you, yeah, he is you. one of the cool dudes that has come to the podcast, <laughs> of course. His name is Seth Elliott Centaur, and he's actually in LA. Oh, so nice. you guys need to connect. Um, Absolutely. He is someone who you're speaking his language. You, you guys are very aligned and he does some wonderful work. He, he is actually someone who, um, a little story. I it was the middle of the night and I was really sick. Um, and I was not feeling well. And all of a sudden I get a text and it's from Seth and Seth is like, Hey, what's up? And, or, or he's like, I I feel, are you? He, no, he, he, he was texting me for something and I replied. And then he's like, you know, what's going on something is up and i said yeah um, mm. and i explained you know how i was feeling and he's like yeah i could feel it and it's this this and i'm like yeah yeah that's it so the energy you know his energy um reading is is very aligned um but yeah you guys should connect and maybe collaborate because no. he's fabulous i i love him he's one of my favorite people in this world so
2: i i'd love to thank you for for that introduction yeah i so but Just to share with you too, why the name Boom Vision, right? Like I I knew as I was, you know, I actually took Pat Flynn's course, right? I took Power Mm -hmm. Up Podcast and and I went through the different checklists and exercises. And then as I'm thinking about what is it that I want to share, what's the language I want people to hear that I wish knew existed in a way that I can digest and understand? Well, it's these three core pillars and that really impacts the mind. But really, it's a balance of that and also the body and soul. And so if you, you know, I'm a big movie guy, so I uh, I love watching movies. There's an old school movie called Sneakers. I don't know if you've ever seen that before.
1: No, I don't think so.
2: Have you ever seen Field of Dreams? Of course. Okay. Same era. It, It was only one or two year apart. But during that time, there's a movie called Sneakers. It had Robert Redford. Sidney hmm. Portier, um, you know Dan Aykroyd. Uh, remember Phoenix? I'm gonna have it's to check it out. Cast. Yeah, it's a great, great movie. I mean, that movie oh. profoundly impacted me in many ways. Um, but in that movie, there's a scene, and I'm not ruining, the, you know, the plot or movie. but okay. In the middle of the movie, there's a scene where you know uh, they were celebrating because they retrieved this device, and they were playing board games and they're playing Scrabble. Okay. And and the um. One of the devices they they retrieved, you know, it was called Sea-Tech Astronomy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what does that have to do? Does that have to do with NASA? Does it have to do with astronomy? What does it mean? But the main character, when he was playing Scrabble, all of a sudden had this aha moment. It's like, it has nothing to do with it. So he Scrabbled all the letters of sea Astronomy. And then over time, you realize that it actually spells too many secrets. Hmm. And and it's relevant to what the plot line is. Right. But I, I that scene always stuck with me, right? And so I wanted to be meaningful. So if no, if if the if I'm talking about imagination, voice, and intuition, and it's about really balancing mind, body, and soul. So what I did was like, okay, well, these three core pillars, imagination, voice, and intuition, that represents mind. So what I have left is body and soul. So if I take these five words imagination, voice, intuition, body, and soul. And if I take the first two letters of these five words and I scrabble it, Ooh. I either get vision, boom, or I get boom vision.
1: I see it. Because I, right? I, I wrote, I wrote down the three, the, the words, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it.
2: Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, like, there's no, like, there's no letters missing. It's, it's okay. So it's either vision, boom, or it's boom vision. And I remember clearly I was sitting in my office and when I had the aha moment that it actually, it was these two words, I asked, I said it out loud. Huh, is this, is it boom vision? Is it vision boom or is it boom vision? And right when I said boom vision, a bird literally flew right into my window and we just went boom. (coughs) And I just kind of I'm froze. Kidding, my mouth
1: is open. Okay, I'm sorry. We I forget it's an audio podcast. Yeah,
2: I, I mean my mouth froze. I looked up, I was like, what just happened? And I and at first I was like, okay, that's probably your universe telling me it's boom vision, right? That's I the took universe. a picture. I took a picture of the window because like no one's gonna believe me unless I take a picture of it. I mean, there's feathers stuck at the window where the where the fur blew. It. And there's and then prior to that, birds never flew into my window, right? and I was like what okay well this is this must be a sign mm. <laughs> that's why i am a believer boobie.
1: in signs i i me too i'm telling you i i have done this pilgrimage so every once in a while i and and my it drives my husband crazy he's like <laughs> oh my god he rolls his eyes at me and i'm like no that's a sign it's a sign um <clears throat> Totally a firm believer of signs. Um, ben, you shared with us a quote, embrace who you are and embody who you want to become. Yes. Why is that a quote that you consider your life mantra?
2: Yeah. You know, it's, so where I found that quote is, um, you know, my, my wife loves drinking tea and it was one of the brands where, where the, where this, um, The the, the tea bag, bag, like sticker thing, Mm -hmm. you know, where where, where the ropes hang on. They always have a quote. Mm -hmm. And I I remember reading that a couple of years back and I was like, huh, that just stuck with me because it was just in the beginning stages of when I realized the path I'm meant to create and be on was this coaching and boom vision, et cetera. And, And since then, it's just been my mantra for me because, you know, embrace who you are and embody who you want to become, because when you embrace who you are, all the pluses and minuses, all your strengths and weaknesses, if you just own who you are and be proud of it, there's this sense of freedom that is sort of like a stepping stone to regaining your, giving yourself permission of, of having self-confidence.
1: I love that. I love that so much,
2: right? And 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 when you when you start with that foundation, you can always aspire to who you want to Mm -hmm. become. So embody that, but doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the strengths or defaults that you might have that you should shy away from. It like if you really know who you are, then there's there's that empowerment of
1: absolutely, yeah, absolutely, Ben, because. um, You know, I I tell myself all the time, I am a girl who, fill in the blank, right? Whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish.
0: Mm.
1: And I know that, you know, I may not be perfect or be there, but that's who I want to become. So I'm going to act as if today. And, And really... Embrace that, and and this is so beautiful. I love this conversation. I could probably talk to you another hour. You are a really fun guest to talk to. We we should um definitely connect because of course my brain as my connector brain and as my yeah. brain moves on, I'm like, oh, I should introduce him to this, or Ben should join us for that because there's there's some power in that connection, and that's my word for the year, by the way, is connection, but also. Really empowering others and supporting others is something that I thrive and, and, and love to do. So, um, Ben, where can people find you?
2: Um, so, thank you for asking. At several places. One is my website. So, it's just simply uh, www.benjaminye.com. That's spelled B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-Y-E-H.com. I also have a Instagram handle, which is simply my name. So, it's at Benjamin Ye. And I also have my podcast, Boom Vision, which is available on all the major directories. And so, um, you know, anyone has any questions, you know, if it's about confidence, right? If it's about self love, or you know, if it's about um, you know, healing energy, you know, I have actually curated personal playlists of I saw that. songs. Yeah, and, and I'm so gonna if- I'm
1: gonna put uh, your information on in the show notes. But the fact that you have these wonderful. Uh, curated uh, healing energy play. Oh, I need, you need to share those with me for sure. Cause I definitely can use those for my mindfulness time. Yeah. I'm happy to. That'd be awesome. And I will share with you my serotonin playlist.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. Can I also just add something? Sure. Please. what, What you just said earlier, really caught my attention. You, you, you made a statement of saying, um, you have a, you have a habit of saying, I, uh, I. What was the words you use? You said- I am
1: a, I'm a. I am a girl who.
2: I'm a girl who. Got it. I, I would. I would put the emphasis on the words I am. Ooh. I am and and I and I share with one of my episodes because you know when you declare out loud, I am, dot dot dot, and however you want to fill that blank, the power, the intention, the words behind it when you really mean it. There's really tremendous amount of, of power with that. And, 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 and when I share, if you think about I am, I am. I for me stands for intention.
1: Intention. A
2: Beautiful. for me stands for attention, but also putting actions. M, I see is as manifesting if i put the intention if i put the action if i have clarity on what i want to manifest i am i am oh, when you say it with that so intention you're literally creating that timeline and that reality of what you want to create
1: you just gave me chills I, we need um send me that episode so then we can also link <laughs> sure. to that episode specifically because i sure. think that this is so helpful i think in our journey to confidence and becoming who we know we are called to be, we need to listen to all of these things to be able to be the tools that we take along in our journey.
2: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's been such a pleasure, Julia. Oh, I'm so Ben, glad you we gotta connected. come
1: back. It's yeah, so I'm fun. happy
2: to. I love uh, to.
1: super fun to connect with you and have you on the podcast. And again, um, for all of you, make sure that you connect. Give them some social currency. Like, follow share everything that he does because you're not never going to go wrong with um, having this amazing individual in your life. Ben, it's been so fun. Again, welcome to Casa de Confidence and come back anytime.
2: Thank you so much. It's been an honor.
1: All right. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. And I know that you're doing that already. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always,
1: I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's Mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel. If you've been spinning around, this is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly, Julie's mastermind.